Welcome to another episode. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing another question that came up. And it actually is a good question. It is something that I already kind of went over in a couple of episodes. Uh, but maybe not to the specifications of, of the way it was brought up this time around. So I'm going to be talking about the uh, the question um, and a little bit about the episodes. The episodes that I did... Uh, several episodes ago uh, was on the topic of first-time Malona owner. So I did an interview with this guy who is a first-time Malona owner, a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, pretty, uh, not tough, but, but a pretty drivey working dog, uh, first-time Malona owner. So I, I did the whole interview with him. I'm answering his questions. And then I did a follow-up session where I answered some of his questions that he has sent me, and I just made an episode about it. Now, this particular question is along the same line, so I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll kind of read it real quick. So I'll just get right to the question. As a first time, as a first working dog, should I go for a serious working dog or a more biddable dog? I've got my mentor to help me out. And he has two very strong GSDs. And with them, I just think I could train them uh, just as just as well, if not better. But the quote-unquote first-time working dog owner in me is telling me to get a more hobbyist-level biddable dog. What should I do? So this person does not have a, a, a working dog just yet. He does have a mentor. He is... Uh, learning the ropes, he is understanding, and he's starting to feel confidence in his ability to understand what what's happening. But he doesn't have a dog of of his own just yet. So the question is, what kind of dog should I get? Should I get like a hobbyist, like a biddable type of dog, or should I get uh, you know, a a, a much more uh, tougher, uh, very strong type of uh, serious working dog? There are so many variables here in this question that I I don't know for sure. One, I don't know this guy, you know, the person who submitted the question. I don't know you personally. I don't know your skill level. I don't know your mentor. I don't know your mentor's skill level. Uh, You know, that that doesn't mean that just because I don't know you doesn't mean that you're not good. I, I really don't know. This is this is a, a one of those assessments that it's very hard to make. Um, over a, a message or even over the phone. And that's that's just how it is. Unless I know you, it'd be very hard for me to tell you. But I am gonna I'm gonna address your question too. Another variable that we run into here is what do you or your mentor consider biddable dogs, right? What do you consider a um, you know a, a hobbyist level dog? Also, what is your definition of a hard working dog? What's your definition of a serious working dog? Those are those are variables. I don't know. And I, there are people whose um, definition of a serious working dog is basically the dog is very defensive. So if a dog is very defensive, some people will call that a serious working dog. Defensive meaning the dog is not really in prey drive. He's uh, you know he's 
a lot of vocalization, very low, low pitch vocalization. Um, he's more, um, again, more on the defensive. Uh, and people will call that serious dogs. So is that what you mean? Is that what your is that what your definition of a serious working dog is? Is that your mentor's definition of a serious working dog? So you have to look at that, right? Uh, my definition of a serious working dog would be a dog that is very nice, balanced in terms of his prey drive. His defense drive is still definitely there. He's able to have a nice, level-headed. Uh, demeanor about him where he will bite and pray he he's having a blast but he's also safe around anybody however when the situation arises the dog can switch and it can switch back and be safe uh, this is more of a temperament trait some think that this can be trained and to an extent i think it can but a lot of it is temperament very individual not all dogs are like this so that is more my definition of uh of what i would consider a a a hard you know working dog so still safe uh still you know still has potential to be difficult in the wrong hands but overall safe right if i have a dog that is too defensive that is very cautious and that you know that that I can only trust with like a couple of people. Some people will call that a, a serious dog. I don't even know what to call it. And to me, it's more of a liability. Um, personally, I don't like that type of dog. But some people do, and that is perfectly fine. Just because I don't like that type of dog, it doesn't mean that those dogs don't have their place. But some people will call that. Oh, you know that that's a that's a real serious dog, and um, you know they they like that. Whereas if they see a dog doing protection work, if they see a dog doing bite work, you know, on the sleeve, they'll call that dog, they'll, they'll refer to that dog as that dog is not serious, that dog is just, you know, show. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just playing and, and there's no seriousness in that dog. When in, in reality, that might not be the case at all. But now to... To just assume that you know that your definition of a of a serious dog is somewhat aligned to mine, right? Meaning this is still a safe dog, but it can be a handful, but it still requires a lot of uh, a lot of mental and physical stimulation, and a lot of communication. Um, but in in most homes, it wouldn't be the right dog. In the right home, it would be, right? That would be more in a of a more of a I would say more of an advanced level. Uh, type of dog for for certain pet owner for certain owners not even pet owners for certain owners there there are some dogs that I know would do great with some people that are that have the skill and have the knowledge and have the lifestyle to provide to this dog and the dog would do great but if I grab that same dog and I put him with a pet owner who's maybe not as uh, you know not as prepared, not as knowledgeable, not as skilled and doesn't doesn't have the ability to provide that dog with a good lifestyle, that dog would do horrible. Um and then you have your dogs that are very biddable. Okay. Now a biddable dog is not bad. So the question here kind of sounds a little bit like should I get a serious dog or should I get a more biddable dog? As though biddable dog 
means something bad. I'm not saying that that's your intent. I'm not saying that that's the, the, the intent of the question. So don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say here. Um, it's a good question. That's why I'm, I'm making an episode on it. It's a good question. So, um, you know, biddable dog doesn't mean bad. Okay. I know. I mean, I have dog, I have a dog like that in my club that is very biddable, but he's a super nice dog. Really, really nice dog. He's one of my club members dogs. I mean, I love that dog. Super, super nice. Awesome, awesome dog. Uh, if you follow my YouTube channels, my YouTube channel and you watch my videos, you'll see that dog in plenty of my videos. His name is uh, Braun. He has the handler who has the flip-flops. Uh, he's always wearing his flip-flops and shorts. And that dog is very biddable. Now, he's, you know, he's not a, your, um, necessarily like your, your pet owner dog, but he could do well. He could do decent with a pet owner. Uh, I'm not saying that that dog is perfect. Uh, you know, he does have his, uh, his moments where he, where he will, um, you know, kind of rebel, so to speak. But overall, he's a really nice dog. Biddable. I mean, he, he's very handler aware. And this dog would do well, even with your hobbyist. Okay. But he's a nice, nice dog. It's, you know, biddable doesn't make him bad. Biddable for him is he's very handler aware, very safe, incredibly safe dog. But he has a nice, nice bite. He, um, he's uh, very committed to his work. Uh, he's not a quitter. He's a tough dog. He is a very confident dog. So biddable doesn't mean bad. You can, as a, as a quote-unquote hobbyist, as an entry-level handler, you can get a dog that has all those great qualities. He's incredibly safe, very biddable, um, and he's also an incredibly hard, hard worker, and he just loves, loves to work. So biddable is not bad, okay? Biddable doesn't mean a soft pancake. Biddable doesn't mean a submissive dog. That's not what it means at all. So as a beginner, I would suggest you find the right breeder. First, before that, get your definitions right, okay? That, that would be my first suggestion. Get your definitions right. Really understand what a hard dog is. Okay, and uh, maybe cross-reference with other people. Maybe if you're just hearing it from your mentor, again, I don't know you, I don't know your mentor, but uh, maybe if, you, if you're just hearing one person's definition of what a hard dog is, cross that reference with other people. You know, go to other people, ask them, hey, what, what do you consider a hard dog? And ask a bunch of people, do some of your research, uh, you know, visit other, other clubs, train with other people, and you'll notice that people have slightly different definitions of what a hard dog is. So a hard dog, you know, if you're thinking a hard dog is just a difficult dog, that doesn't mean the same. That's, that's not the same. I could give you a very submissive dog that is very difficult. Okay. I'll give you a very submissive dog that is very, very difficult um, because they, they can be a pain. This would be a more of a, uh, you know, more of a 
uh, high level or more advanced uh, skill level handler type of dog. Still wouldn't want that dog. Okay. So get your definition straight. Uh, realize that biddable doesn't mean bad. Okay. Hard dog doesn't always mean good. And uh, once you get that right, once you have assessed and you've seen a bunch of different dogs, you'll notice, you'll, you'll know exactly what kind of dog you should get. Okay. Uh, once you've done that, uh, the next thing I would say, once you, know, once you understand your definitions and you, you know now what you're looking for, uh, then what I would say is talk to more than one breeder. You know, get connections. When I first got my dog, Rust, that's the, the dog that is in a bunch of my videos in which I'm handling the dog. He's a Malinois. He's a, he's a nice dog. He, I've learned so many lessons from that dog. But he's an incredibly difficult dog. He's very, very difficult. And he's not, he's not the nicest dog. I'm, I'm very honest about this. He's not gifted genetically in the least. He's a difficult dog. I mean, I put a lot of hard work into him. Uh, he, he has some uh, environmental issues that I've had to work through. Very, very, uh, you know, put, put a lot of, a lot of, a lot of training sessions and a lot of hours. And he's just not a difficult dog. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, he, he's not an easy dog. He's a very, very difficult dog. He's not the best dog. He doesn't have the best genetics. Um, but his redeeming quality is he's incredibly prey driven and he is a hard worker. He's just very difficult. Okay. And, um, when I got him, I didn't have the right connections. I truly did not have the right connections when I got rust. I just kind of did just a tiny little bit of research myself. I didn't have anybody to cross reference with, you know, where I didn't have somebody to go, Hey, what do you think about this breeder? Uh, somebody who had experience in the field. I didn't have people that I could talk to and go, hey, I want a nice working dog. What do you suggest? I want a nice working dog for protection sports. What do you suggest? I didn't have people in my network to help me with that. So I got Rust and um, he's been a, a blessing in disguise because he's taught me so many lessons. But now I have a lot of people in my network now I can, I mean, I can instantly pick out where to get a super nice dog. I can do that now because I know a lot of people in the field now. Um, I have a lot of connections now. And even if, uh, you know, even if I, I don't know about a certain breed or even if I don't know about a certain type of dog that I want, um, I could cross reference with. So I can, I can contact a bunch of people who I know will know that breeder and they can tell me, hey, you know, yeah, that, that breeder actually does produce some nice dogs. Or they might tell me, hey, you know, my my experience has been that a lot of dogs that I've seen from that breeder or from that dog, from that from that female or from that male, uh, typically are, you know, have have some of these traits. And then that'll give me an idea and then I can make an educated decision on whether I should get that dog or not. So once you expand your network in the dog in the working dog field you're going to be better prepared to choose the right dog like I am now. When I first got Rust, I wasn't. So I got Rust and it was just rolling the dice. Now, even still, when you get a dog, even from nice breeders, even from, from, uh, you know, from, from 
good uh good bloodlines you're still kind of rolling the dice you're, you're getting a puppy and you're you know you're going on the odds being on your favor but you're still kind of rolling the dice with every dog that you every puppy that you get you're still always kind of rolling that dice but that's what i would say first figure out for you for your uh, mentor and cross reference with other people what a hard dog is what a biddable dog is and realize that biddable doesn't mean bad you should get a nice handler aware biddable dog you don't want to fight your dog um and uh and two once you kind of have an idea of what you want and you understand now your definitions and they match what you're looking for then expand your network okay this might take a little bit of time but don't rush into it getting a dog is a 10-year commitment at least that's a 10 year that's 10 years of your life technically okay that's practically a 10-year commitment unless you're willing to you know wash your dog and 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 sell them or you know bring it back to the breeder those are options that you can take as well but uh wait a little bit expand your network and then make a more educated decision once you have an idea of what you're looking for and realize that biddable is not bad okay and and a hard tough strong doesn't always mean the best okay you have to look at each individual all right that's pretty much it for the episode make sure you follow me on youtube instagram facebook subscribe to the podcast and check out my books i have the decoy book I have info every dog trainer should know. And I have common myths about dogs debunked all on Amazon. Just type, type on the search bar, William Garrido. That's G-A-R-R-I-D-O. And I'll see you on the next episode.